great to be here. I came to the first one and I beat all the other six. <laughs> For those who don't know, Radio Hotmap, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio Hotmap. Hot, 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 Episode 253 of Radio Hot Lap. That episode that never went to air. <laughs> That's that right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you do anything with it in the end? Yeah, I've archived it. Oh, right. But it may be released. May be released. Maybe. In the future. You know, you're one of those tapes, JP, that can't be released. Right. Then Stoney. The secret hot lap How are you, you guys? (laughs) Good, Stoney, but you're here tonight because you haven't been here recently. No, I haven't. And you must have done some drawings previously that never got out the door. Oh, absolutely, yes. There's quite a few that got rejected by uh, by, uh, editors. But but may be released. Maybe oh, well, release. Well, I, I, well, this episode that you can't, you don't want to release is the, that that's uh, got a bit out of hand, is it? No, I just, I would say that the uh, overriding effect was melancholy. Oh, yes. Okay. I yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. And I thought it was different, you know, eh? Mm. Wasn't the zaniness of usual. And uh, to be fair, yeah. To be fair, to oh, be fair. Well, uh, under just, the circumstances, yeah, I can understand that. But we have to move on from circumstances, and I thought those we circumstances do. were so sort the of circumstances we would do a show under. <laughs> so this is episode 253 of Radio Hot Lap, that returning to light-hearted... Yes-ness-ness. <laughs> on motor racing. Call emerging technologies and yeah, we'll fuck just all turn barbecues. We've the volume up on frivolity. That's what it mm. is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> F.O. barbecues. <laughs> All, 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 no, all, O-R-L. So, Stoney, thanks for coming along. Well, it's mm. a pleasure to be here. Mm. And it's, uh, it's um, uh, an interesting few little things floating around. There's a few rumours floating around about V8 supercars in Australia. So there might be a, a change of uh, leadership or ownership. It's only a rumour this stage. There's mm-hmm. been a little bit of, there's been a little bit of a clean out, has there not? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I, I quite like what I'm hearing. Look, before I'm hearing that. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm what I'm, are you having to drink tonight? Sorry. <laughs> what are you having to drink tonight? <laughs> the standard question. <laughs> no, I'm not having a drink tonight. I've got work to do when I go home. Oh, but you are having a I'm, drink. I am. It's a lemon, lime and bitters. There you go. Um, and as long as you go easy on the bitters, you'll the be bitters. fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> JP? <laughs> yeah, well, Johnny, you've given me a, uh, a drink of this rather intriguing vino from Gino Minicosi. Gino Gino? 2004 Shiraz Cab Petit Verdot. 
and it says sell it until 2009 and we're drinking wow. it in 2014 yeah. and to be honest it's definitely not past its use by nice. it's not gone at all bricky no. it's still very very deep red it's very fruity but it's had a couple of hours <clears> and up. it's very heavy but not overly heavy I think it'll go particularly well with the roast lamb yes I think the roast lamb will um, will just love that but to, and it came to you, came to us tonight, yes, courtesy really. of us of a person who I provide some services to, as you do as well. Yep. Trish Pickering. Oh, has it come from Trish? The mother oh. of Christian, Christian. Pickering, yes. the well-known drift racer who resides oh, in okay. Japan. Japan. Oh, that's really? right. Mm-hmm. Gino oh. Mizukazi. Dino Gino. Oh. Mm. He must have squashed this with his bare feet. Mate. He probably did. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> Anyway, you're off the sauce tonight. I am off the sauce, yeah. You've got work to do, Stoney. I I can't draw if I'm pissed. That's basically what it is. But, but yeah, go back to your original comment of uh, where's V8 supercars going. And I I think that uh, James Warburton is the right guy there and I like his thoughts of let's not start travelling overseas and let's think about doing regional mm. stuff, mm. Newcastle and so on. Uh, in light of that also, let's add the fact that I read a piece um, on the on the net um, that was written by uh, our illustrious friend Mark Fogarty <laughs> about which basically said briefly um, uh, Mark Scarf needs an apology. We all, um, we all thought that this new um, new supercar, uh, you know, the, the car, the car of the future of might be a bit shaky and a bit not work too well. We all talked about dodgy gearboxes and we talked about uh, dodgy um, tail shafts that were probably going to make every, let everybody down. In actual fact, what it's done is exactly what it was designed to do, and that is to bring up, as Mark said in his article, was to bring up young drivers and level peg with the big teams so your smaller teams yes. are now coming up like i mean you know they uh, definitely have their yes. you know the, the so car of the future this, this, blueprint the, right the playing field is now nice and flat mm. it is yeah definitely and i mean if they're I mean, coming up and you've got you've got the money uh, that are doing it uh, you know you've got people like gary rogers coming up and actually banging on the door and of course um young uh, chas yep um in uh, dick's team also up there and taking 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 races away from the blokes that we assume, as as I think Mark said in his article, you know, last year it was Davison, Frosty, Craig, and Winker. Mm. They were the ones that we were just winning. No one else was. Yeah, but so so the the uh, what he essentially said in his article was. Uh, um, the car of the future has worked. Yeah, it has worked. Yeah. I mean, you've only got to look at... I mean, what are we? Halfway through the season, effectively. I know we've got all the Enduros to go, and that's going to be yeah. another interesting kettle of fish. But well, that might even be more interesting than, well, it than could the well be. But yeah. when you look at how well the Kellys did in Townsville exactly. or whatever, um, and mean, the Nissan's coming up and the Mercedes is getting stronger, and, uh, you know, hey, who would have thought that we would have had... Four brands, all capable of finishing in the top ten, this yeah. this quickly into and, the season and knocking on the door. Mm, exactly. So, so. it's uh, you know it, I think probably the the, the the team that we've been 
further behind the eight ball was um, the Mercedes, uh, Betty's team, Mercedes, because mm. they had such a, a tiny little window of preparation before oh, the sure. season. And not a factory team, and there was some no, resistance no. to it. No, and they're getting all their stuff from, from Europe. That's right, HWA, which is the team. And, uh, you know, if the uh, ECU units arrive and they're breaking down, what do they do? Send them back. Mm. But that all takes time. You can't sort of go down to a local shop and get another one. But it is only six months. Exactly. It is. It's only And suddenly we've got these, you know, like Chaz and uh, young McLaughlin Mm. standing up on the podium. Well, I think that that... Though, you know, the, the, the sport needs a couple of young guys mm. that they can identify with oh, and, sure. you know, we'll move forward yeah. from a marketing perspective. And, and we're seeing that, you know, that, uh, that uh, Nissan um, are now really moving into a global motorsports mm. role. I mean, up until now, despite what they're, they're doing here in Australia, mm. they, they yeah. actually powered, I think, 18 or 19 of the Le Mans. Yeah. LMP2 cars, mm. yeah. um, and they've now entered a, uh, you know, their, 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 their GDR R35 yeah. GT3 car, yeah. Nismo yeah. Uh, colours uh, for the Bathurst 12 hour, yeah. part of their global athletes program, and National Paulies right there on the doorstep. Right. You yeah. know, so um, mm. I can imagine we'd be getting a few, we get a few schnapps. Schnapps mm. or some sakis with, uh, oh, so with, with international. With, 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 no, it's Darren Fox. Because international, be off having the press room working his guts out. We won't. We'll just be talking. Have about you this. seen the Volvo ads where they're actually calling their car the supercar? Is that right? Oh, oh yeah. And I sat up and I thought, cheeky buggers. They yeah, haven't got it up and running yet. Yeah, they're exactly. already saying, yeah. we're going to knock you off. <laughs> so they're really keen. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I And knowing Gary Rogers' sense of humour. I'm mm. sure he's going to do a deal with Arnott's. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Bobos. <laughs> he's got a. But well, who's going to. It just have to be, wouldn't it? It just wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right. Which one of the current drivers is going to take Dick's place then and call it a mobile block of flats? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll get it. This is a very mobile block of flats. I've got to tell you, this is going to be a quick motor car. Uh, See, I've already done a cartoon where I've dressed the whole team up as doctors. <laughs> because we always used to say, when Robbie Frensovic was running the yes, turbo, yeah. we always called it the doctor's car. And that's, that's where Dick said, yeah. that's a bloody mobile block of flats. You know? And it was, it was a square boxy It was, thing, wasn't it? It was yeah. so boxy. Yeah. It was a 240T, I think. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But it was, it was a weapon. I remember it, oh. seeing it running around Oran Park, and I think it was Mark Patch was the, the money yes. behind Mark, Mark yeah. was the he was the wallet. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it was... Uh, <laughs> and Robbie was actually quite an ageing driver. He was. He, wa- he, was he won uh, the Australian Touring Car Championship with it. Yep. My word. And a lovely bloke to boot. He was uh, a lovely bloke to be around. Hmm. For a New Zealander. Well, no, I've never met a bad man. Oh, I'm, I'm a New Zealander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good question. I'm going to get a you double, double, double right helping tonight. Yeah, you gave the right <laughs> extra <laughs> lamb for Absolutely you. Absolutely extra lamb. Yeah. <laughs> extra. Oh, dear. Yeah. There would be so much crispy lamb. Uh, you won't believe anyway, it. Um, anyway, though, I think that, I think that Mark is right, as he always is. Um, that, uh, that yes, the V8 supercars doing all right because I they the the uh, the newer teams have caught up quicker than I thought they would. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the car or the, the race car that uh, Volvo will be fielding through Gary Rogers, is, I think, is 
uh, during the, the, the S60 yeah. Pulse yeah. Star. Well, yeah. that's that. Pulse them. Star is there. Mm. And I can just see, there, I can just see yeah. the headlines in in auto action. Yeah. Uh, you know where if it doesn't get pole. That's you know, right. Not, a pole not star. on Polestar, yeah. Mind you, I haven't gone down the Muppets Road yet where I've got Muppets. my Swedish chef in there yet. <laughs> well, that'd be good. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I'm saving, saving that right? for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that'd make a good podium show, actually. When they first get on the podium, you can have the three the three podium guys yeah. and then Swedish chef. Swedish chef in the background. <laughs> Gary Rogers, <laughs> Gary Rogers munching on those script, those biscuits. Yeah, with an iceberg. With the extra big dollar. Mm. <laughs> I think he's good. I mean, he's a colourful character. So, I, but you know, it's, we go back to it. They need teething time. Everyone goes, oh, geez, they're not on the pace. They're no good. Mm. Mm. First year, exactly. Give Six it a months go. In, Give it a go. Well, I think they've done a fantastic job, both of them. Yes, yes. and then, yeah. And, and when you AMG, we might have talked about this in an earlier episode, but. There have been issues with gearboxes. Not so much that they fail, no. but their wear factor has mm. been very, very high. Yeah. And yeah. so they've required a lot of servicing and, and the cost of... Cost and the flexing of the tail shaft may have affected the gearboxes, so you don't know. Mm. I'm not an engineer. And so I just but it was an electrical problem, wasn't it, when the piston flew out? Um, not yeah. the alternator off. <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs> it flew out the side of the block and not the alternator off. That's an old right. one. So I think... Uh, <laughs> Fatty Gagan was the first one to come out with that. It is his 350 Monaro. They said, what's happening? He said, oh, electrical problem. <laughs> he was a very funny man. He was, in fact. It I just took him three days to tell you. I was lucky enough to, to, to go away on a, on a, a trip down in Cancoven, like I think it would have been. Late, late 80s. You don't go down to Cancoven, you go up, don't you? Well, if you're from Sydney. Oh, you I see. Yeah, I well, you go down and up. Yes, and there was all quads, and it was Phil Alexander and Alan Grice, and 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 he was there, and he was Phil there. Alexander, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Phil had invited me along to it, so you know, I thought I'd go back a long way, shorty. In fact, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the first memories of a racing car driver that had a nickname, and I can't recall anyone else when the group, you know, the group C. RX7, you know, days of 82, 83, 84, where people had nicknames. I mean, Alan Moffat had... Moff. Well, you can't pronounce that. Yeah. can't mm-hmm. say that. <laughs> not Moff, Moff. Actually, Peter Brock was the, was the classic with nicknames. I mean, he was the one who known Tim Pemberton plastic. Yeah. Because right. I asked yeah. him in 76, why are you calling plastic? He said, because he melts under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but Gricey was always Gricey. Yeah, but mm. you know, the, 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 like you know, uh, like Scaifey, Scaife being Scaifey, yeah, exactly. Crompton being Cromley, it's, it's all yeah. a bit lame. I but Scaifey always gets that wrong. Frosty's cool. Well, Frosty's cool. It's all it's it's a bit. It he's is. Only, it's he's a only, bit off. He's yeah. only Frosty too, you know, because Rusty French was always called Frosty Wrench. Is that right? Yeah. So he's right. only okay. he's only Frosty, Frosty too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always call him Rusty. I, I, it's interesting that Rusty actually owns the team now. So you got two Frosties. Frosty one and Frosty two. I often wonder where the the origination of that of Frosty's nickname came from. I mean, once one can can see that Winter Bottom, yes. or, or Winter. Means frosty, yeah. but perhaps the bottom bit got Maybe really frosty ass, and they just no. no, no I, the I think so. Yeah. I think that it. No, I think that it got uh, uh, solidified when 
they drove they went took the cars to Shanghai and he drove over that that loose grate which basically flicked up and cut the back oh, of the car oh, yes. yeah. and just a bit, you know, an inch more, it would have like, that would have been the end of his manhood. And so I thought it was close to well, bottom. And I, uh, to me, I just, I always associate the mm. word Frosty with that, that particular drama that he had. But uh, yeah, mm. the Formula One guys could be a little bit more lighthearted, I guess. <laughs> I, I always used to love uh, Murray Walker uh, when uh, Christian Danner, Oh, yeah. Christian Danner uh, was driving. He used Swedish. to call him. He used to call him Christmas Swedish Dinner. Driver. Christmas no. Dinner. Christmas Dinner. Yeah, yeah, that was his nickname, Christmas Dinner. And the other one that I love is for going into nicknames is Olivier Panis. The boys at BAR used to call him Oily Penis. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's good. <laughs> However, the boys at BAR. He did win Monte Carlo. Sorry. Oh. He did win Monte oh. Carlo. My word, he did. Yes. And apparently the boys at BAR said he was as smooth as silk. He was so mechanically sympathetic to a motor car. Like, when they drive out, at testing, they drive yep. out of the pits on the circuit. Most of the Formula One drivers, it's uh, 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 like, shake, 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 until the thing picks up and goes. Right. Not oily penis. He used to be able to drive the car out as smooth as silk. They said there he was go. the smoothest, you know, driver they've ever seen. Amazing, mm. So, uh, yeah. So Nicknames. changes in V8 supercars. So sort of we've just digressed, but you yes. obviously were on. Yes, there's a little here. bit of a sniff around that there's a certain consortium that is looking at taking over in 2014. Away from Archer Capital. Uh, well, uh, as I said, it's only a rumour that they're, mm. they're thinking about that the that V8 supercars should be owned by V8 supercars. Right. Uh, and uh, and the big sniff is that. Uh, um, Hair Cochrane may come back, come back as the... Or no Hair Cochrane. Okay. No Hair Cochrane. Well, that's true. Yes, no Hair Cochrane. Yeah, there's another nickname for you. Could work, mate. <laughs> he's probably mm. got, has he got the German involvement these days? No, I think he's just bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't blame him, and I think he probably just needed a bit of a uh, sabbatical. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, he, he did, and he's yes, probably I mean, been away long true. enough now that he's going, ah, yeah. they've all fucked him up. Let and, me get back there and, and sort and it out. And you know? only when you, when you talk about, you know... Yeah, I, uh, yeah. you have yeah. to lift it another octave. <laughs> yeah, I'll run it in. Don't give me the shits. I'll come back and sort that lot out. I was trying to be nice. Yeah, I know you were. I think he would be very welcome to be... Uh, to be re- to come back, I think he's he's got the right no bullshit wear my heart on my sleeve personality um, that, that 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 the sport needs. Oh, absolutely, because there's been all sorts of experts. and I think Archer Capital actually have been disappointed with the return on their investment. Well, how do you? I mean, that's I mean, what, a, according to the crap that you read, mm-hmm. and according to the crap you know. that you read, it's the same as like, well, that it's always certainly that. Definitely, Joe Sayward has uh, been banging on uh, relentlessly. Excuse me about the the faceless, uh, the, you know, the faceless interest of CBC Capital and yeah. Formula One. And well, and that's right. It does rate the sport. Yeah. But, yeah. but but when you talk about Germans, I mean, this is a lot of these days it's very confusing, isn't it? Germans and Austrians. You know, some of them make water, some of them make war. You know, <laughs> some of them want to be Germans. Well, someone some said. Don't. I mean, has anybody got any idea what's the why? But it's it is like, confusing because they bonk across borders. You see, that's right. That's uh, right. That's as, as someone said to me the other day, someone must live on the border. Oh well, um, yeah. They said Kiki Rosberg 
is a swear is Finnish. He's mm. Finland. He, he comes from Finland, right? Mm. Yes. Well, how come Nico Rosberg's German? He's German. That's I right. Said, well, he was like German, and he was born in Germany. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. He he, yes. he maintains mm. the fact. that... I always wondered why um, mm. Nico's German. Yeah. Like Finnish. They don't know any Formula One manufacturer mm. teams or manufacturers in Finland. Well, that's probably right. Yes. True, yes. It's and like they don't make cars in Greece either. <laughs> no. They just buy Valiants. Came from Perth. What do they do in Greece? <laughs> <laughs> what do do? <laughs> I tell you what they don't do. Pay bills. I've got <laughs> some great clients here who don't clients. pay bills. But do you know what? For the first time ever, I'm finally going. I'm getting mean. And I've engaged collection right? agents. And is that I've, right? yeah, good for you. And I've, and I've got yeah. yep. a, a good mate up the road here who's a, got a good business head with, with a, who's also a wealthy individual who's gone, Jono. There's a lot of things around at the they just That's their modus operandi. There's a lot of people hurting because people are not paying their bills. And let's go back to V8 supercars. There really isn't a deal with the television. Mm. And the television is not a good deal, not a proper deal. And you really have to look at the at the political situation in Australia. Nobody's, everyone's got their hands in their pockets, including the TV stations. Yeah. And people are not advertising. They're advertising, but are they paying their bills? Mm. And if they're not paying their bills, the TVs are hurting. Yep. And so consequently, here's V8 Supercars says, well, we want more money for TV rights. And so, well, sorry, there isn't any more money. Mm. You know? um, so uh, everyone's hurting at the moment. Well, let's hope that it all gets everyone gets it right on mm. Clean Up Australia Day, September 10. That's, That's right. Mm. Because yeah. otherwise, let's just turn off the lights. Mm. We may as well. well. You know what? And whilst this isn't a political show, no. well, we don't care anyway. We don't. It is, I, I do think that if you have... And, and unfortunately, that rules out some others' candidates, which I think would be very suitable, that if they are financially insensitive, i.e. they have a net wealth of greater than X, mm. where it doesn't matter whether the price of fuel is 130 or 160, or they just automatically get business class airfares because for one reason they have seven or eight bigger bank accounts, mm. then that makes them desensitised to what the real world's about. So mm. at the moment, I, we, I don't know what your uh, electricity bill for the quarter is, or your water bill, or your gas bill, but I don't I believe that mine's freaking huge. Me as an individual, I'm not. I'm paying five to six thousand dollars as a single person mm. per year for those utilities, and I just cannot believe that that's mm. how it is. That's the uh, and, and another person said eight hundred dollars a quarter to me the other mm. day. Mine's gone up by about one hundred and fifty dollars a quarter. But then I'm naughty. I every other day I go there and switch my water heater off because I'm all electric. Right. And so by switching the water heater, particularly in summer, it stays hot yeah. for two or three days. Yeah. And I've actually lowered it mm. by mm. about a hundred bucks a quarter by doing. But we never had this. No, we didn't have. It was to never do a problem this. previously. Yeah. And, and oh, it it's only been the last five years really that it's really started. To, when the last, the last two years it's really last, started. Really piled. last two years it's yeah. it really piled on. So what is it? Twenty percent higher than what it was. Yeah. And they reckon we've still got another 15 or 20% to go before it well, peaks. The, it, just think of someone who's running a restaurant, mm. right? And they have to pay their bills. And they can't get any more for food. Mm. And That's yet right. their electricity bill is doubled. 
Yeah. And, and I, I shouldn't be running a restaurant. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> but, you know, other, other small businesses are finding it tough too. Oh, it's because, been, it's because been their overheads have gone through the roof. It's been wonderful. Anyway. What have you got for us, JP? Well, I check on the lamb. Oh, yeah, you check on the lamb. And I'll just say, well, you know, we're running up to um, Tiger Adelaide. Uh, you know, we've always been on Radio Hotlap lovers of what was classic Adelaide. Yes. Um, and then the first year in, it was uh, classic Tiger Adelaide, and now it's just this Tiger Adelaide. Adelaide. We've dropped the classic. But the interesting thing that I thought was the, the number of categories now in the actual race. You've yes. had the four-wheel drive showroom, which is effectively WRXs and, yeah. uh, and Evos. Then you've got early classic, early modern, late classic, modern, modern muscle cars, mm. then the regularities, then the rookies, classic rookie, modern rookie. And then the showroom cars, and then the showroom sports, and then of course the tours. Yes, the but would it not? So there's so many categories. Yeah. Oh, the spectacle itself is great because I, I believe there's going to be something like 170 cars all up. Okay, which that's, is that's a good feel. And that will include the the tour cars, obviously, and, and some of the smaller categories. I the rookie classic, I believe, has got one or two entrants. Um, so. Is it next weekend? Weekend after. Weekend after. Weekend after. We better put in the passes in. 20, 25th is the Sunday, which is when it finishes locally at Norwood Parade. Yes. From midday on, on the Sunday, the 25th, mm -hmm. which is my birthday. Well, that means you will be there. Will no, that means I won't be there. Mm. Right. Because I should be catching up with my children. Well, why don't you just and book just a lovely table at the Bath Hotel outside there and invite them real? I want to stay home and get pissed and not have to worry about driving. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, they're using the showgrounds again. Yes, they are on the Wednesday thing. night. Oh, yeah, on, on Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. That wasn't a bad thing. I went down and had a look at the first time they did that. Yep. And it was all, you know, it was all piss and wind. But you know, <laughs> everyone's a wind. The crowd was unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty. Cool. I got there early, fortunately, but other people were they were lined up out on Green Hill Road, just couldn't get in. That's how, mm. was, how many people turned up. So, but uh, actually, they could get in, but they could realise they could, without paying, look through the fence. <laughs> uh, well, they had to find somewhere to park the car first. There was no parking there at all. But the, the, the concept was good. It is. It's a good... Uh, and, you know, you look at the field. I mean, I've just counted up 17, I think, in the, uh, in the early, early modern... Uh, no, sorry, the, is it the early modern or the early classic? Mm. The early classics. I don't. Which is like you've got a 55 Fiat Abarth, you've got good old Andrew Bryson again with his Hillman Imp. Uh, some interesting people. Uh, Chris Bunting and uh, Kim McPeter, local guys from TCM. And what's the, um, is the Intercontinental the hosting hotel? Yes, yes. And is it also a, uh, a Kevin Weeks event this year? Or? I don't know. I'm not sure about the fact that he's retired. You know, but I, no, but I, he's, he's gone very quiet. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I've, mm. I've heard, yeah, I've heard a whisper that he'd sort of step back, that mm. he reckoned he's done enough. You know, but um, well, but still, I still supports this. He, he, I think he's had a couple of, a couple of, you know, incidents. You know, that uh, yes. might have scared him a bit. Well, I think there's that. But then, plus, there's also the money there, the money involved, and the fact that the bulk of Kevin's money always came from. Uh, building and, and real estate, like that's gone and that's too. gone. And I, that's and, what I'm. You know, we've had the worst two years ever for building yes, and real estate. That's true. So uh, certainly, the but dollar, he is the a competitor. Have been flowing in. Is he competing? 
I didn't look at the full list, honestly. I only uh, just looked at the early, uh, early passing. So I'm not sure. I'm not aware that it is. On a more somber note, we we have to be a little bit more. When I say we, I mean the organisers and promoters, a little bit more diligent in uh, <coughs> driver driver briefings and make sure that we don't have anyone go off the road anymore. Well, that's true. It's been a little bit in these. Well, after uh, last year. Well, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, we, there sure. was another one in another event somewhere. Yeah, I believe this year. Mm. Uh, the Queensland rally. Uh, yes. Was Queensland yeah, it was the rally in Queensland. Yeah. 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 There has mm. been a, a, a rather an unfortunate spate of events. Mm. Well, I know the mainstream media, as in what's that stupid program on Channel One of the commercial channels, Nine or Seven, um, Adelaide Tonight, or one of those. <laughs> um, they. They had an informed show. Yeah, you know, one, but you know how they like to sensationalise everything. And they had a little clip of a car hacking through the hills from last year's uh, Tiger Adelaide, and some some remark about uh, competitors angry that uh, organisers aren't taking enough care in closing roads and organising safety this year. Or, Something along those lines. I should imagine they'd so, be more so. Well, I would have thought so. Mm. Um, but uh, So, you know, either they're sensationalising it or there is a bit of truth in it, maybe in some areas. Who knows? But, I mean, it's a big task. And I, I have to say, I drove the back way from Bridgewater when we came back from Melbourne. Yep. Um, I always nick off at Bridgewater and then come through the back and go through Scott Bottom and, and through yes. that way. Yep. Um, and the road closure signs were already there they are. to say I that you know today. on that date this road will be closed and whatnot. Yeah. And that was what three, four weeks ago now. Yeah. Would it not be a good idea, JP, to have your Apple Store open on the Sunday of the finish of Classic Adelaide? I think it would be, Johnny, but I believe that we're actually, our block is outside the parameter of where it is, it's the same as it's always, a few years back when it was Classic Adelaide, on that night, um, that usually runs from George Street down to Osmond Terrace, yeah. that they close oh, really? the road, that in. and then so from George Street back towards the bath, which is where we are. Mm. Either way, you're path, still going to get plunge. you're going to get plenty of walk by. You'll it probably would, get it would think if you're not usually open on a Sunday, yeah. are you? No, not on but Sunday. But I, I, no. I would think no. that it couldn't hurt, no. considering no. your new store's about to open. Well, it's not actually about to open yet, but it certainly won't be open by then. I can tell well, you. Well, it's that. just it's just mm. only getting larger with its spiral staircases and chandeliers. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, if only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny, so, what have you been up to, mate? Have you tell have you uh, been, have you have you had any interesting projects lately? Any drawings that have just gone completely pear shaped? Any phone calls? No, any fatwas? I've been, I've been very good. No, I haven't had a fatwa. I haven't. Uh, as I don't have to go and live with Salmon Rusty. Okay. Um, uh, oh no! Look, it's been good. It's uh, it's. Uh, I did have to make some comment about Russell. Retiring. Oh yes. So, I, yeah. and but is he retiring? Well, we assume he is. Yes, because there's a, a few people that are eyeing off his seat already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well then, and I, and I don't think Russell will be giving him any love yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did do a cartoon, and it was in the previous issue. Yes, it's the last issue, or the one that came out today. I'm trying to think now. No, the one that came out yesterday. Um, 
and I had Russell and Jason Bright standing in a urinal, <laughs> and uh, Russell saying, uh, so why, why don't you want me to retire? And Jason Bright says, I don't want to be the oldest V8 supercar <laughs> driver in the series. And Jason's a lovely bloke. Actually, he's got a very good sense of humour, Jason. He'll probably call me a, 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 rude, a very rude word next but time. Probably he will, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For reminding everybody that he will be. He's only a year older than Craig, so I couldn't right. put Craig in there. And I, looked up, I looked up all the births right. and marriages. You did, you did your research. <laughs> yeah. But apart oh. from that, uh, look, it's all, it's, everyone's on holidays. Now, the last Having time we break. saw you, you were doing the... Um, what was it? The the uh, spring break. Hornets. Oh, we things. did a the, hornet. The, we we did a little hornet mascot for uh, for Nissan. Uh, yeah. For uh, for Norton. For Norton. That's right. Um, Norton. I remember you said so, the Norton uh, hornets. Norton virus. And I actually saw it referred to as Norton Hornets. I think it was at Townsville. So they're obviously pushing the barrel. Yes, that's the, going to be yeah. their catchphrase. But I believe we won't see the mascot until Bathurst, mm. probably on the grid. Right, still. I hope I haven't infringed any embargoes, otherwise I'll have <laughs> David Siegel on my ass. But, uh, <laughs> oh dear. But you see, um, V8 Supercars are having a holiday, uh, Formula One's having a holiday, yep. they go come back next week. Obviously. Formula One's on a big holiday. Mm. Yep. And of course, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, the, you, <laughs> you came up with this one about Mark Webber and I. I, I, I like it, but I, I'd like you to take me through a little bit more of the finer details. Well, I, I had the privilege of catching up with Stuart Sykes, who's actually writing uh, Mark Webber's memoirs uh, at the moment. And, of course, that's, uh, that will all um, come out probably after he retires. <laughs> but the thing is that we'd all like to know what's going on behind the scenes with Christian Horner and also uh, Dr Marco, because poor old... Weber, we all look up there, we wait for the start, and then something goes wrong with his car. But, 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 but nothing goes wrong with Vettel's did, car. Did, did you do that original many years ago, like there was where the telemetry was also outbound in Formula One, but there was someone behind the control panel that went, OK, press the button. Oh, now. that, that was, was when was the telemetry you? was in Williams, <laughs> and yeah. someone had accidentally pressed Prost's button, and the, his engine died. <laughs> right, it exploded. So, so, yeah, explode. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, oh, pardon, monsieur, I have pressed the wrong button. <laughs> well, it, telemetry does that. But, you know, I, think, I don't think there's anybody out there that say, Mark, whenever there's a Grand Prix, Mark, please have a good start. Yeah. And please get a good car. Mm. You know? And so uh, everybody would like to know what's really happening behind the scenes. So what I did in that cartoon is I had two books. One which is his memoirs while he's in Formula One, and then the book after his memoirs so that we can find out exactly what went on. <laughs> so that's what that's all about. And then the little bird is saying 50, 50 shades of brown, which means <laughs> it's crocker shit. <laughs> not grey. You've done a very good, uh, done a good, very good rendition of him there. Oh, well, they're, they're actually... I pulled them out of files that I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of an ass-chin, though, isn't it? It's, I, it's well, a good I, chin, I, isn't it? For some it reason, I, I'm... I'm no right doubt in, about it. I'm right into chins. I mean, I used to, with uh, 
uh, Michael Schumacher, I used to give him an enormous long chin. Yep. And I think I did a cartoon where... Uh, um, uh, Is that a watch? Sorry? A long shin? A chin? A long, long chin. chin? No, no, it's just... <laughs> chin chin. Long shin. Long shin. Oh, shin. No. Uh, anyway, uh, the thing was that in the Halloquin days of, uh, of Benetton, and of course Williams with uh, Damon Hill, Damon Hill doesn't have a chin. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's got the little yeah, goatee hat. Yeah, that's right. So it makes it look like he's got yes, one. It, it's yeah. a little bit bigger than what it is. The guy so I used, used to work to, for I in London. Make his with no chin. Reason. And of course, Michael. Someone who's got a rather interesting chin. Mm. And in fact, my nephew, Daniel, happened to, two days ago, yesterday, the day before, popped up on Facebook going, just did 250 down the straight, sweet. I'm looking, go. He goes, and I'm in the phone. I said, What? what? Look, he's, he's gone for a ride around Eastern Creek oh, in right. the HHA Mercedes with Tim Slade. No, he's, he's got, got a, a chin. He's got a <laughs> jaw. No, he's, he's got the jaw. <laughs> so he hasn't got a chin, he's yeah. got the jaw. And, he's got the and, jaw. Uh, and Daniel said, is he, he's got a bit of a jaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a jaw. That's, his, that's, that's Tim's jaw line. Oh, yes, I, I, he, he doesn't have a problem with that. But, of course, then our, our friend Jamie Wincup's got a very nice crease in there. I think his mother must have dropped him when he was a baby. And dropped him, or he hit a door. But the crease in there, and so is Mark. Mark's well, got quite I think a Andrew Thompson mm. quite likes it. Go there. <laughs> but uh, some, I always drew a big chin on Brock, and he didn't really have a chin, but it was just the way I, I thought. Uh, Larry Pickering was the same with uh, um, uh, with the uh, uh, Liberal Prime Minister. Oh, uh, Malcolm Fraser. Malcolm Fraser. Yes, he always he gave Malcolm always Fraser made, a huge chin, yeah. Uh, but he also mm. gave him a corn cob pipe. And mm. no pants. Yes. And no, and no pants. Latterly no pants. And Malcolm Fraser was always amused. He says, I don't smoke. But that was just what Larry did. He just gave him a corn cob pipe. I think he gave him a corn cob pipe because he was a farmer. Yes. He had a very big property. He did out. So uh, out near Waterball. Yes. Hamilton Way. Yeah. And so because he was a farmer and he looked a little bit like a bit, a bit of a banjo player. Yep. <laughs> But well, the, you know, there's this. Um, um, that's. I'm finding that there's a lot of the drivers these days are getting far too pretty. <laughs> Is that right? Can you not? Can you not come ugly them up. No, they're too pretty. Have you got anything else, JP? Because we need to move on to tech time. Because we we give tech time not much love anymore, mm. and I think it's time for tech time. You think it's time for tech time? Yes. There's been. Well, a couple of rather large American investors yes. investing in Apple. In Apple, and mm. and a, small, a little their shares are undervalued. A little tweet, yes, but like four hundred dollars, <laughs> like yeah. a small tweet <laughs> up the share like value went seven billion dollars. Yes, so he said they should be. All money makes money, but what have you got to say for yourself? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was all very interesting. They. Uh, it's all just, you know, look at these newspapers, they're going to say something, haven't they? And Larry Ellison's come out and said that... Um, is really? I, did, I um, thought he was an awful <laughs> He always looked like he was a bit smart with the ladies. Is he gay or just happy? <laughs> <laughs> he was a mate of Steve's. <laughs> well, so Apple's going to 
die without him. I'll wither. Wither and die. Yeah, wither and die. That's right. I don't really? Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh you know that, here, that, that, that follows on from a week ago where there was this scuttlebutt that... Uh, Good words. As a, res- as a result, that, from that, that, the, that the, the board were concerned that there weren't enough in, you know, innovative yes, products, new products. In, in, the, oh, okay. in the system. Well, we're waiting for new products, aren't we? Let's face it. I mean, you know, I'd just be waiting for an iMac upgrade. Mm, well, that would be <laughs> handy, wouldn't it? I mean, it really it is. It, it does seem very strange that there hasn't been anything for a while. But uh, it appears that... I want an iPad that I can make phone calls on. September 12th, <laughs> 10th. September 10th is the hot rumour. Oh, so that's a Saturday. That's the election day. So they won't be doing oh, it yeah. on the Saturday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Correct. September 7th. Oh, no, September 7th is the election. Yes. Yeah, oh, is so it? September 10th is the following Tuesday. Yeah. Because it's always an Apple thing. Well, on see you next so Tuesday. Tuesday. So September 10th is the hot rumour. Hmm. That you know, it'd be typical for Apple. Well, it, it will be iOS seven yes. will be coming out, and there will be some. And, and I've just this afternoon's another beta come in yeah. from developer services. Well, there's a lot of people too hanging out for the uh, for the Mac Pro, but they're still saying October for that. And you, you can you can just read it all over that it's the Mac new Mac Pro is going to be built in America, so. I bet you we won't see one before the new year. You know, if they're tiny enough, it'll be. I, I reckon they, they, they're, they're designed to use everything through lightning technology. Yes, aren't it's they? all lightning. Yeah. And so it's all Thunderbolt. So, sorry, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt mm-hmm. lightning. Yeah. But um, it, it really, all the storage is there, and that's why they can make the enclosure so small. Yes. But I think it would be cool. I can put one of those in my bag and go somewhere mm-hmm. in the world and buy a screen. True. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. Like so, New York. So right, that'll be interesting to see. But I mean, if, if they're saying October, you can bet it will be like the, the week before the week before the last week in October or something, and it'll be released Made in the states. And so, yeah, and I think that it will be okay. Well, it's going to be limited for the first few weeks, and then suddenly we're in November, and then it's oh well because it's coming from the states, we're not going to get it out here until December, and we know what happens every time they tell us we're not going to get anything until December. By the time it gets here, it's two days before Christmas. Nobody bloody wants it. No one's going to do anything with it. And then we end up with it in the new year. In Australia here, religiously, I've always thought that new Macintosh stuff arrives in February. Mm. Am I I right? Well, that's... yeah. Because usually over Christmas there's some hot specials. I mean, that's that's only an observation from someone outside the industry. Look, it's it's there. Why not hop down to Mac Centre Norwood? There's 5% off all new Macs. There is. 15 to 50% off everything else they don't want. But everything else we don't want to move. We don't want want, want to keep. Oh, we don't want to keep, we don't want to move, we don't want to, you know, everything. Hey, listen, just on that note, I'm certainly not trying to be derogatory. I notice that you guys are having quite a, a large involvement with selling Sonos products. Yes. But is that is that not a bit... Well, what I'm saying is, does that then fly in the face of, of Apple's iTunes technology? But I, I think Sonos stuff is actually smarter... Anyway, but I, I just I don't know enough. It's about been it. very good for us, and uh, certainly no. I mean, you could you play your iTunes through Sonos. It's uh, you just need a, the Sonos app on 
your desktop or on your iPad or whatever in order to control what you put on, what you put or through. Or maybe it's your Bauer and Wilkins product, because I, I love the concept, I love that Play Bar concept, mm. where it's got nine speakers inside, it's nice and thick. Yes, the Play Bar. You can put, nice. it, put, put yeah. it below my TV and get some decent sound out of mm. a television. Yeah. No, have, you, have you got one? Yeah, home? there's one hanging on the wall. No, I haven't yeah, got one at home. Yeah, yeah, no. unless you have one. No, but, but you know me, I've got my big stereo right in, right on the side of the TV, so I just use that. But I like the concept of it being minimalistic. And that's yeah. what the play bar to me it is. was a good thing. That's right. I think it's a thousand dollars, but mm. at 50, and there are lesser ones available. Fifty percent discount, you know, that's pretty good. Up to 50%. Depending on the mood, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And not to you. Not to you. Not to you. But not to Nan. Not to you. Now, interestingly, I, I better get the lamb out. Do you have to get the lamb out now? Well, I'll just read this while you're getting the lamb out, all right? Google Australia has actually... Killing nice lamb. It is. It looks like deluxe lamb to me. Google Australia has given a list of the eight towns and cities that it reckons are doing digital the best in Australia. Is that us? Well, interestingly, there's one for every state. But I couldn't get over the fact... The Sorry, JP, excuse me. I said I'd get the lamb out, Rusty Sausage. Oh, yes, you and did. Good evening, Rusty, Rusty Sausage. Hello, Rust. Rust. You finally got up from your... From your um... Is she ultra fluff or what? She's super fluff. She's been detailed, obviously. Ultra fluff, ultra clean. 14 and a half years no. old. Oh, and just she going just so looks well. like a little bub, don't you? Hey? So you can get back on your comfy beanbag now, Russ, because it's not getting the lamb out of That's yet. right. Over there, because you're not having any... Uh, Excellent lamb. lamb. Right. So to get back to Google Australia and their eight towns and cities that are doing digital best. Now, this is interesting because they're basically saying that it's the Google E-Town Awards and... They reward the cities, suburbs and towns where local small businesses make the best use of the internet. And I thought it was quite fascinating that 80% of the winners are all coastal towns. Like, they're all on the sea somewhere. So to give you an example, in South Australia it was Holdfast Bay, which is where I used to live, down the... Down from now. You didn't. You lived down at. Well, I lived in Summerton Park, but it was just over the border from, yeah, yeah, from yeah, Glenelg. Yeah, Same yeah, deal. Yeah, but yeah. it's still Holdfast Bay Council. Still the like Soweto. Okay, so so you got that. Queensland. It was the Sunshine Coast. Sydney, North Sydney. Port Phillip in Victoria. Darwin. So you're going. Well, okay, all these places are all on the coast. Why would it be that small business owners on the coast? Are more up with technology than anyone else. That's what I can't work out. Because the broadband performance is is better when the cables are slightly more corroded. <laughs> maybe that's the case. Or maybe I'm the, the thing <laughs> I actually wondered whether it's because in most coastal cities and towns you've got a lot more transient populations of tourists arriving and departing and everything else. So therefore, in order for them to keep in touch with they build inland from the sea. They they may actually think that or promote better internet services because 
they know that people will make use of them a lot better than maybe people inland who don't go anywhere or do anything. Does I don't that know. sound like a crock of shit to you? It's, well, it's an interesting uh, scenario. Australia's always been populated on the coast. So, yeah. Well, it has, but I mean, these are actually like fully coastal, most of them. Yeah. There's Coburn in WA, Darwin in Northern Territory, Port Phillip in Victoria, yeah. Holdfast Bay in South Australia, Launceston in Tasmania, North Sydney, South Canberra and the Sunshine Coast. Mm. Well, the, so, uh, the NBN, no bloody network rollout, <laughs> obviously uh, won't be improving on that because they, I think they have uh, agreed to provide services to 93% of the population. Of course, 99.9% .9 of the population live on the coast. <laughs> and... Um, So, yeah, so that's about tech, I reckon. So, we on to food and barbecues and what's going finally, on? Finally. We're on to, finally on, on to food. And I should say to you viewers that on the previous episode of 253, which we, we said we would deliver, but we didn't, we, we were going to attach the, uh, a very interesting, humorous tale of our good friend who's still hanging around like a bad smell, Mr Smelly himself, Alan 44 Simonson, um, episode 14 of Radio Hot Lap. I encourage you to go long, back long and have a ago. listen to that, uh, which is hmm. the first week, I think, the second weekend of, of the second weekend of January in 2006, where Alan and I had, uh, had, had trekked up to Copenhagen after jerking off left, right and centre, and um, <laughs> not necessarily together. Um, <laughs> But maybe. And uh, he has a bit of a cold. In a manner of speaking. Yeah, yes. in a manner of yeah. speaking. And there are some fishnet stockings involved. So episode 14 of Radio Hot Lap. And just slide down. Look, the apples the were all wrong and the numbers were all out of order. But if you, once you just, you'll find it. 12 minutes. And Alan with his croaky voice. Now, what have you got here? Ah, Simon Bryan. Not the chef and the cook. Not the cock and the chef. Not a fan. Of Maggie Beer, who actually doesn't have any product ever chef, produced within this state. Chef and the cook, and it was Maggie and Simon. But Simon's actually up for uh, the tour in Tiger Adelaide. Well, so. And he'd be joining my cousin and good mate, yeah. into oh, Intercontinental oh, Adelaide, uh, head, for, uh, head chef for Tony VIP. In a heart tour. Oh no, it's the other way around. Gee, Tony Quinn, you're just hopeless. Adelaide head chef Tony Hart of VIP. Tony Hart, that's right. It's, 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 it's and it's in, even but it's even spelt your way. H A R T. Tony Hart. When I did speak to Tony this afternoon, Quinn. Tony Quinn, Quinn this now. afternoon. Yes. Yeah. At the last time, but well, not last time, but many times before, uh, at the end he goes, "Look, mate, I've got to go and make some meat." <laughs> some meat. <laughs> and this one he goes, "Oh, good to talk to you, but look, I got to fuck off and make some chocolate." That's <laughs> 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 I said, "It's a bit golden rough, just like you, wouldn't it?" <laughs> golden rough. <laughs> I love it. That's good. <laughs> so anyway, the dinner's on. So, um, yeah, and tonight, so, a particularly excellent lamb roast. Mm. With I'm looking forward to it. 
So I don't have to go out with Tom Cruise. I can stay home and have yeah, a lamb roast. You can stay home, and we're going to watch some silly show on the ABC, which, which is called um, something Bogan. Yeah, yeah, uh, middle class. Upper, 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 upper middle, middle class, class Bogan. Upper middle class, class Bogan or something. I bet we know someone on it. Yeah, I'm sure we will. And uh, to, to see this evening's meal mm-hmm. will be a lamb. Uh, right. Look, in case you just, hadn't, just joined the show, yeah. <laughs> it will be lamb. A lamb. Right. <laughs> with crispiness and yeah. some new potatoes. And a new potatoes? And, oh, some, no and, some, and some onions. No, no kifflers. Oh. Uh, on a budget. And <laughs> I'm doing prosciutto and peas. Prosciutto and peas? On the side. How do you wrap the peas in prosciutto? Don't they keep running away? They're Provençal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then it's Jaffa peas. Orange. Viewers, on that note, CYFL. That's right. Hasta la vista. I just remembered, JP, that there's a bit of an annex to that show. An annex. But let me so an- you're going to go and get an- the lamb. Lennox. Right. Annex. Well, lamb. Come yeah, and yeah, get yeah. The lamb. Okay. Well, I wish you'd bloody hurry up. I'm starving. It may well be nothing. Just have, hang on to that for a sec. Just hang on to those tools. And I'll get the... Have to get the sharpening neck. I asked you the other day, yep. would you like... I mean, it's only fair, isn't it, when you ask people what they'd like. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. So, so when you were talking to Stoney yesterday... Yes, you asked me would I like chicken, beef or bonnocks. So I, I got one of these... <laughs> or lamb. <laughs> or lamb. Yeah. I got one of these filleted lambs. Filleted lambs? Mm. OK. It's legless. Pissed. Taking the bones out of it. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Damn fine. Yeah. Mm. Looks like a wart I used to have on my bum. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy wart. Yeah, I know. That's very, 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 uh, very Very unlamb like. Oh, yes. It's it almost porky. Lamb like <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Did you hear that, Stoney? Just say it's almost. So well, it's, it's, uh, there, could have, there might have been a fuck up at the butcher. Well, it's got lots of crackling on. That's why it said it looks like a wart on my bum. Yeah. There you go. I think they've dudded me on the lamb. I, I think it's pork, mate. <laughs> what are you trying it's to do? Pork it's the a pork, whole, it's a pork to, belly setup. He's trying to pork the whole neighbourhood. That's, that's, that's right. <laughs> it's a pork belly setup. You oh, don't just, have no fucking lamb. Have some pork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck your lamb. I think You're having pork. Oh, well, that's fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been salivating over the pork all fucking night, haven't you? Over the lamb. I had to find out you've been fucked around once again. Either that or it's very soft chicken. I'll just smash it and then you can yeah, put it into it. Smashing ground piece. Yeah. Go on, pick up your ass, have a bit of a. Give it a good old. Give it a good old. Come on, viewers. Get, get a little bit of crackle down there. A bit of crackling. Yeah. A lamb crackling. I love lamb. Penny Hill Wines have got a rosé. They've called it cla- Crackling Rosie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see that? Very good. Yeah, they're very clever. <laughs> very clever. I'll take a look at that. That's me. That's Tony Parker. Yeah, Tony Parker. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Parker. Penny Hill. Oh, 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 just dig in, mate. 
And now he's got a new car, someone was telling me. Marco's got a new car. A new old car. We've got to sign we've got to sign this 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 show off and I think the only way to do it is with a bit of crackling. Mm. Yeah, definitely lamb. Is it? Okay. Hang on, let me have a go. Lamb crackle. Oh, oh, God. Ah, my seat. Oh, God. I got a bit too. Hold on. Mmm. That's the best lamb you ever had that tastes like pork crackle. Mmm. How'd you get it like this? It's lamb.